Hey, TABC family, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you with us as we seek to go deeper into Sunday's teaching and ask the questions that will help us live out God's word in our daily lives. That's why we do this podcast, to equip the followers of Jesus here at 12th to grow in obedience and affection for him every day. Our hope is that at 12th, we would be a biblical community of kingdom people who are joining God in the restoration of all things, one person, one place at a time. And our desire is that our time together today equips you to do just that. Thanks for being with us. Let's jump in. Hey, everybody. It is Garen and Jordan, and we are here talking about this sermon wrap-up. And Garen, I just got to say, man, that was that was unlike any message I've been through. What in the world? What did you just take us through? <laughs> yeah, what was I doing? What have you done to us? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I did that knowing that and that, that that's probably not the most common thing that a lot of people do. And not everybody likes to sit and, like, do reflective kind of things. I have a personality bent that way. Um, and I know that, but I also, I really think it's a practice that's important. It has really impacted my spiritual walk because for a long time, I did not stop to pause that often. And I started finding the benefit when I did. For me, it started a once a year thing. And when I started doing that, I took that challenge from somebody and it really made an impact and it helped me look over my year. And then I got to where I was trying to do that regular. So it has, I am bent that way, but I, it's like with your kids, there's things I'd ask the kids to do or teach them or tell them that when they're little, they had no interest, but I was laying a foundation for actually something that is important in the spiritual life. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? What's, I, what's the, what's the value of this? I mean, is this well, really I worth think, doing? Is I it? think the way you equated it to an oil change or a doctor appointment or something like that was really apropos because nobody looks forward to those things. But yeah. we need them to be healthy, yeah. right? And that's really what this Sunday was to me. It's like, um, I don't say nobody enjoyed it. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but like, you know, obviously no, our flesh doesn't want to do exam men. It doesn't no, want to all. look inward. And so this wasn't like a cheery, yay, I'm excited kind of yeah, kind of right. message. Right. But my hope is that people walked away kind of like from a from a doctor's appointment, like, man, okay, that wasn't the most fun thing I've ever done, but now I know what I need to do to be healthy or be better. Yeah. And so, um, I hope, I mean, I hope that's what it was. That's yeah. what it was for me. Yeah. Like when, anytime you look inside and have to acknowledge your brokenness, it's, it's not an easy thing, but yeah. right. if we're going to be people who have healthy hearts and really follow Jesus well with every part of us, not just the parts we want to look at, then I think that's a necessary thing. Yeah. Right. And, and I really do take seriously. I mentioned it Sunday that Paul <laughs> calls you and I, we're to be equippers, Jordan. And if, if all I'm doing is giving nice talks that people like all the time, if I'm not actually equipping people to live the spiritual life, then I feel like I'm failing. And to me, this is this is one of those things that I think is important because Scripture calls us to it. It calls us to God knows my heart, and He wants me to bring it before Him and to ask Him to test it and try it and show me. So it's actually a very biblical thing, but you just don't hear it very much. Yeah. Right? Could you keep giving me the lollipop messages and then you take the hard ones? Because <laughs> people really liked when I talked about the enemy and they thought the video was fun and all that. And, you know, you keep doing the hard stuff, Garen. So, yeah, I think the next one we're going to give you a really tough one that'll. I really like yeah. this good cop, bad cop thing we have going here. <laughs> <laughs>
Nah, you d- you don't do lollipop stuff. You do good stuff, dude. I like your stuff. There are notes. There are a few verses that you mentioned as far as like why we do examine. Uh, yeah, that I thought were really good. Which one stood out to you? I'm curious. There were three that kind of like each had a really important part in this. The first was First Chronicles twenty eight nine. And that one says, the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. And to me, that was important because it's like, that's just who God is. He's not a distant God. He wants to know you. He sees every desire and thought. It's just in his nature. Yeah. The next one was 1 Corinthians 4, 5, where it says, Paul's talking and he says, he will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. And that's kind of like the next step, right? So that's who God is. And that's what he does. He brings things to the surface, he he takes hidden things and dark things and brings them to light because he knows that's what we need and that's what's good for us. And then the last one was Job 34, 32, which uh, says, teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, I will not do so again. And to me, that was important because that's just the purpose of all this. Yes. Like what's the purpose of examine and what's the purpose of bringing dark things to light if we're not going to grow from it and be different because of it. Yeah. So those, I mean, you gave a lot of verses, but to me, those three were really, really key and really showed me the heart of examine and why this matters or should matter to me. Yeah. And, you know, just as you were talking and you were even talking about this bringing the light, it popped in my head and, you know, in John 3, where he says that Messiah comes who is the light and that those of us living in darkness, we don't want to be exposed to the light because it exposed our darkness. But he says, but those who who know the truth, step into the light. And so as a follower of Jesus, it's not easy, but I should be a person who's willing to step into the light of his knowledge so that I can know more of who I truly am. So Yeah. And maybe for anybody who missed Sunday and is just jumping on now, examine is this word we keep using. It's not really something we say a lot, but can you just tell us what examine is? Yeah, it's time of, I think, self-reflection and examination, taking my heart, my life before the Lord and asking him to show me where am I standing? How am I doing with you right now? So it's kind of that word examination. You squash it down, change the I for an E. Why they did that, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a, an intentional self, an intentional and occasional self-reflection on my walk with God and where I am in my spiritual life so I can he can correct me and I can stay on the right path. And can I just kind of just speak for the podcast audience right now and say something? Yeah. Just cards on the table here, Garen. Yeah. Nobody, nobody does this. <laughs> nobody does examine. This is weird. This is like out of left field. I never hear of anybody doing this. And we dedicated a whole Sunday to it. And it was just like, what do you say to the people who are like, what? I've never even heard of this. Why do I need to do this? That sounds like something for monks or only pastors. Yeah. Like yeah. why right. in the world do I need to do this? And I think it goes back to, I brought up drift because we talked about that in August and it was on my heart all week last week because of the drift thing. So you you talk about that. I mean, why why would you say in relation to drift, why is this important? Yeah, back when we talked about drift, we just we just discussed how the human heart is naturally bent towards darkness. And so left unchecked, you know, we will we follow the law of entropy. Things will get worse. It will drift further from the center and our hearts are no different that without God's guiding truth being the anchor of our heart, it will just drift towards whatever whatever direction it falls, right? So um, what examine does is it makes us look at that and kind of it's like a it's like realigning your your tires almost. It's yeah, like, okay, right. they've they've gotten off. Now we're gonna reset it. And that's what examine is. It's yeah. like I've drifted over here. Okay, I see that now and let's get back to the middle. 
And without it, we can veer like way off course yeah. and not even realize not it even realize until it. we're 2000 miles off yep. the goal. And we're like, oh man, we're not even sailing in the yeah. right direction. Isn't, and isn't that how it usually happens? By the time you realize it's like, oh man, it's almost too late or it's never mm-hmm. too late, but it's like, I'm so far off the course, it's hard to get back on the course, right? Yeah. And so, and you, when we talked ahead of time, you used a word, two words that were really important. I think proactive, reactive. Oh yeah, that we've got to be proactive with sin because if we're reactive and we wait for sin to happen and then, you know, try and make amends after or whatever, it's like the damage is done. And that's why we see the failed marriages. And that's why we see the statistics in um, people in pastoral ministry failing and things like that, failing morally. Because when we do a sin reactively, that's what happens. Examine calls us to be proactive about our sin and to to take it head on and say, even before it causes any issue in my life, I'm going to nip it in the bud and we're going to get back on track. And so that's what examine allows us. It allows us the ability to get ahead of our sin yep. and, right. and be proactive, yes. not reactive with yep. it. Intentionality, right? Intentionality, yeah. Intentionality. You took us through a sheet that was probably loved by some and hated by others. <laughs> This was not, if you wanted to come and be a wallflower, this was not the Sunday for you because <laughs> yeah, Melissa was like, turn to your neighbor and you oh, know, yeah, right. <laughs> twice. And then you're like, oh, there's a sheet. We're going to fill this out. Uh, if anybody came and wanted to blend, they were just like, oh my gosh, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> but you had this sheet for us and it had the P-R-A-Y on it and it had some self-reflection on it. Was there any part of that that you found to be really... I don't know, that you want to draw attention to or like, hey, if you took this sheet and you didn't fill it out, really like this part is maybe the best it's part. It's just over the years, it's the diagnostic questions that have most impacted me is what that is a collection. The first one that we didn't spend a ton of time on actually that I've done more this year than ever before is just reflecting on the past year. What were my ups and downs? What were my highs? What were my lows? And why? Did, how did I react to those? Did I let God into them? That I did a lot of thinking about that this year, and that was very profitable. Um, do you do any kind of like journaling or anything so you can go back and see those, or do you just have to remember? Yeah, I mean, some of both. I don't journal near as much as I want to, but there's just big things that just stand out, uh, the positive and negative, that if you asked me top four of each, I could like write them down pretty quick. Okay. And it was just me like, how did I how did I handle that? Did I walk with God? Did I hold him in arm's distance? Did I so but then the other things, I mean, there were a few that really jumped out to you. The what? The direction, the distractions. Yeah, some really good things on the there. time. You talk the way you talked about direction, you've done it before. So that was my first time seeing it. But I remember the first time I saw you talk about it, it was really helpful just thinking about, are you running towards the cross or away from it? And are you inside the family of God? Are you outside of it? And it's just, it's not like an us versus them. It's not an exclusive club deal. It's just like, let's be honest about where you are. Have you given your life to Jesus? And are you moving closer to him or further from him? And I just think it's a really simple, but really helpful. Yeah, direction of movement. Illustration for that. Because that's what God cares about, right? That's what he cares about, right? He doesn't care if you're, I mean, he cares if you're on the outside of the family because he wants you on the inside. Not to say it like that, but he doesn't care where you are in terms of like, he's upset with you. He cares about your direction. Like yeah. that's because yes. he knows if you're running towards him, then. That's the older and younger son, right? That's where you The younger be. son leaves, but then he turns and comes back. The direction of his life is towards him. Oh, So the yeah. father throws the party. The party, the older son gets ticked off and he won't come in. Yeah. So the guy who's the good guy, his direction is away from the father. Oh. The guy who's the bad guy, his direction. So what? Yeah, what God cares about isn't so much where are you, 
I mean, he cares about where you are, but what direction are you traveling? That is so true. Yeah, because the older son was there with him the whole time. His quote unquote position was really good, right? Yeah. But his direction was but bad. But his direction was bad. And that was the Pharisees, oh, right? man. They, they knew the Torah, they were observant, but the heart direction of their heart was away from- Oh, that's so true. The father. So wow, to me, the direction okay. is really, the, and you know, we've talked movement. You had a different word and we did drift than movement. I don't remember what it was, but it was a Trajectory? Good word. Yeah, trajectory. Like what's the trajectory of my life? Yeah. That's a very important question. I'm asking myself, actually because of this practice, I actually ask myself that quite a lot. Where am I, where's my heart? Am I moving towards or away? Mm. Because of this, it's kind of tr trained me to, to be thinking about that. Yeah. So. And then just distractions. You talked about being a Martha or a Mary. Are you somebody who needs to always be busy, maybe even busy for God? Or can you sit at his feet and yeah. can you just spend time with him and appreciate him for who he is? Um, that one's hard for me because I've noticed within myself that I need to be doing things for God. And that sometimes that can replace my intimacy with yes, him. Right. And if I'm like, oh, wow, you know, these students are really hungry for God and, and they're meeting with leaders and like, I get to kind of help facilitate that or, or, you know, hey, this small group's doing really well and that's exciting. Like that can be elevated over time with God in my heart. Yeah. So I don't know if other people are like that too, but I can be, I can be Martha for sure. And then we all struggle with just distract the normal distractions. And we were talking ahead of time, but we are in an age that has more distractions than ever because we got our phones constantly pinging us. Our Apple watches now. We've got just TV shows you can access anytime. Whereas in the old in the old days, you could just watch a show once a week, and if you missed it, you missed it till reruns in the summer, kind of thing. That just we live in a world so full of distractions. C.S. Lewis says that one of the things Satan wants to do is. He wants the more noise he can get in our life, the better. And that's what he wants to do. That's his subtle way of undermining us is if he hmm. can just distract us, create noise around us to keep our eyes off of him. So what What do you, you're, you're a generation below me. What, what do you say about distractions and the current age and the struggles with that now? Um, that it defines <laughs> who we are. <laughs> I mean, we... Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's just a human problem or a generational problem, but like, it's just, everybody's distracted by something. Like everybody has their little vice, their little thing that they allow to take up too much time in their life. And with my generation, I think it's become social media. Um, Netflix, probably. Yeah. We're talking about binging, which Netflix, is something we never binge, could do. Binge culture, um, just... I mean, smartphones in general, there's a million things you can do on a phone and it's always with you. Yeah. And so just always having your brain entertained. Yeah. You know, what do they say? Like if you increase the, if you feed something more, its appetite will increase, right? And yep. that's what's happened with entertainment is like we have fed our entertainment appetite so much that it's grown and grown and grown and grown and grown. And um, it just eliminates any desire for examine and solitude and time with God. And that's really hard. And I think, I mean, I feel this way. I don't know if other young people feel this way. Then the guilt sets in of like, yeah. oh, I want to spend, I want to want to spend time with God, but like my heart's not leaning that way. Yeah. Cause that's not what I've been feeding it. And your heart wants more of what you feed it. Right. So like, I feel guilty that I don't want to be with God more, but I want to, I want to want to be with him. So it feels like this catch 22 sometimes um, of either I spend time with God and it's like, ugh, my heart doesn't really wanna do this or I don't spend time with God and my heart does what it wants. 
but it's just about training our hearts yeah. and making examine a, a normal part of our lives so that we desire it more. Right. Yeah, definitely. And then the other one you thought, which is really closely related, redeeming the time. So what are the time wasters of my life? Yeah. So when you say redeem the time, do you just mean like, how do I take something that is a time waster and how do I turn it into like something yeah. that glorifies or even God? The or? fact that my time has given me is a gift of God. And it's oh. one of the few resources that when you lose it, it's gone. Oh, right. So that, that four hours I spent catching up on trying to catch up on stranger things, that's time that's gone that I can never get back. And yeah. again, it doesn't mean I can't ever watch something for enjoyment, but we all know when we cross the line and it becomes a distraction mm -hmm. and it's wasting my time because you feel it in your gut. Afterwards, you're like, I just kind of, you feel a little bit empty. I <laughs> caught up. I just wasted like four hours of my life that <laughs> could have been done for something better. And I think, I think that conscience is there more for you than it is for my generation. Like I hear, I've heard you talk about that and I, I feel that way a little bit too, but I think that young people can just like mm -hmm. scroll and scroll and scroll or binge and binge and binge and not feel like any remorse about it because it's just what, it's just what, it's just what we do. People just, do. Yeah. It's what society tells us too. I mean, how many times have you seen the words like binge watching? Yeah. I mean, it's what society tells us to do. So yeah. I think you come from a different place culturally. Yeah. Where inside you didn't grow up like that and you yeah, know like, right. oh, this is wrong. Yeah. But like younger people, they're just like, this is what it is. Yeah. Which is really scary. <laughs> so it's the idea, am I investing? The question on there was like, am I investing myself in things that are temporary and inconsequential or in things that are eternal and that will outlast me? I just read, just last night I saw something like, every action, every decision I make echoes into eternity. Oh, in yeah, some yeah, way. yeah. I have seen that so too. So how am I echoing into eternity? Is my right. time echoing in a positive way or a mm, negative way? Yeah. So just to stop occasionally and ask that question. And and even Sunday when I was up there, there was one thing that stood out to me of a way that that I don't redeem time well. And mm. I wrote that down. And that's something for me to share with my friend and my wife and to work on. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Broncos football? <laughs> no. They with almost, the way they're playing this year. Because they, I've, they, I, they, they The two games I watched, I fell asleep. They were so boring. So They the, almost did it, Garen. <laughs> they almost did it. So, yeah, Kieran was back and hadn't seen any football, so we did watch that. Oh, man. And you picked the right one to watch. He was dashed. He, uh. he had hope till like the middle of the fourth quarter, and then <laughs> Russell Wilson did what he did all year. So, Oh, man. I didn't see the game. Did Russ lose it for him? Uh, no, the offensive line, and just he got sacked at the end. They had a drive. They could have won it, and he... Yeah. How great just, would that have been though, Garen? It's every You but, would have preached in your uh what jersey do you have? Oh, in your Peyton uh yeah, in the Broncos Peyton, jersey. In the glory, yeah. You would have come with that next week. Yeah. That would have been great. Okay. And then I think the last thing we want to talk about was just God promptings, right? Just new things that God wants to do in us. That verse um in Isaiah, is it Isaiah that says, I'm doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? Yeah, that do you not perceive it? Yeah. That is so powerful. Don't you see what I'm trying to do? And how can we be open to the new things that God's wanting to do if we're not listening to him and we're not yeah. examining our own lives? Yeah, right. If we just have our noses down and we just do what we've always done and we just binge and we just feed our appetites and just worry about ourselves, how are we ever going to perceive what God is doing? Yeah. So we've got to be people with our eyes up on him, spending time with him and just ready to act on whatever new direction the spirit yeah. blows, right? Yep. And even asking, like, this makes me stop and ask of... <clears throat> Have some things been happening in my life this year that seems to, it's kind of experiencing God that are pointers, like God is is moving me in a certain direction. But if I don't stop and reflect on that, then you might 
totally not perceive. How would you like to meet God? And he'd be like, I was, I wanted to do about 200 new things in your life and you only perceived three of them. Oh yeah. Wouldn't that be kind of horrible? Right. So wow. we just, we want to create space to ask that question. That's what I feel mm-hmm. like. That That's an important question. And I really feel like the end is important. Who am I going to take this to? Because if I just do that by myself and then I chuck that thing, then not much going to happen from it. But if I'm sharing that with people that are close to me who can hold me accountable to all that, to oh, me, okay. the accountability of all this is really important, that that needs to just not be me. It needs to come into community in some form. So hmm. I just really encourage everybody to do this and to, to take it to somebody who cares about your soul, who can help you walk through it. Yeah, I meet somebody every Friday and we do it. And I carry that thing the whole year, whatever we're doing, Bible reading, a book, that thing is my marker in there. And it's it's my way of being reminded of what God is trying to do in my life based upon what I've done in January. So hmm. that's really good. Okay. So many good things in there. Well, we know this was a different Sunday. We know that it was not your run-of-the-mill message. Um, hope that it was useful. Not something we're going to do all the time, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to go to the doctor every <laughs> week. But definitely something that is, I think in our opinion, necessary if we're going to live lives that follow Jesus with every part of us. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the goal, right? Yep. Is to just be, cool. be to a be people that are... Formed, conformed, and transformed in his image to become yeah, more like him. That are all in. So, yep. 12th, hope this was helpful. Hope that... Uh, you will take your sheet and you will fill it out and you will find somebody close to you to go over it with and hold you accountable to it because there's a lot of good things in there that can be done. So until next time, thanks for being with us.